Yeah, it's so big, bro. It's good, big bro. Yeah, the music loud, but y'all can eat. Yeah. That's the intro music, man. <laughs> Welcome back to the Young Genius Sports Podcast, man. We got the Don back in the building. Yeah, we're back in action, man. It's good to be back with my brother, man. Let's listen to the it's the revamp season, man. Season eight slash slash fifteen Nine slash ten slash eleven. <laughs> hey, let's get right into it, man. We, you know we on we on tough schedules, so let's get right into it, man. Let's. Uh, what should we dive into first, man? Let's let's start off with uh, let's start off with the Lakers, man. How you feel about Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, and you know the many additions that they made for your for your team, man? Look, well. Before I get into the big names, I, I want to start with with these two role players, Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk. When, when I tell you these are two electric young men who can come off the bench and give you 20 on any given night, Kendrick Young is a starting quality point guard in this league, but he just so happens to be behind Mr. Triple-Double himself. Now, I think with those two additions, along with the Russell Westbrook and the future Hall of Famer, uh, Carmelo Anthony, that the Lakers actually – for the first time in a very long time, have a complete roster from top to bottom. They also got another Hall of Famer back for the third time, Dwight Howard, and yes, they signed on a mission. DeAndre Jordan. How you feel about those two at the center position? Uh, defensive presence. They bring a lot of toughness. Um, this this will also give Anthony Davis the leeway to play the four, which he prefers to do. Uh, the first to use his skill rather than the physical uh, advantage. So that allows for AD to be uh, more agile, more mobile, and and hopefully healthier for a whole 82 plus uh, what's to come in the playoffs. Do you think that that this championship, if the Lakers win, when the Lakers win, puts Russell Westbrook as a top five point guard? Well, first we have to discuss who who are your top five point guards. I think. But for, but for me, yes, he has to. For you, statistically speaking, he has to. Who, who you take? MVP, who's your top Mr. five? Who's, let's say who's your top five now, and then if he wins, who will it be? Who is he kicking out? My top five now. Whew. Man, I come from a generation of great point guards, but we got Magic Johnson. I think he's the epitome of the point guard. I think he's made. I think he was probably the first point guard to make being a point guard. Um, Extremely special. We're going to start with Magic Johnson. Um, then after that, we can – who do I want to throw in there? Uh, let me ponder about who I'm going to think about next. Cause maybe I don't want to forget the name. Maybe the greatest shooter of all time? Steph Curry? Yeah. There's no. I don't think there's a maybe behind that. The three-time champion, two-time MVP, one-time, first-ever unanimous, but we, we know that that uh, shouldn't have been him, but – Oh <laughs> um, uh, hey. yeah, Steph, Stephen. Some Steph would put John Stockton up there. John I'm Stockton. Definitely not going to. Um, I'll put. I'll put Isaiah Thomas up there. Isaiah Thomas better than John Stockton. I don't, I don't know what people talking I know, about. I'm, I'm, put, I'm, I'm putting Isaiah Thomas up there. Uh, so that's that's three so far. Yep. Um, I'll put. Ooh. Maybe I'll Mr. Put Allen Iverson up there. 
Maybe, but it depends on if you want to call Allen Iverson a point yeah, guard. Most most guard. people wouldn't. They'd just call him a combo guard or a guard. Uh, yeah, definitely talent wise is up there though. But I'm gonna call him a point the, guard. The original. What about the original, uh, Mr. Triple Double? Um, Oscar Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oscar. I don't uh, know. It's just, it's just not as special. Another name people like, like to, to throw around in the I mean, top five. Uh, people like to throw around Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Chris yep. Paul. And if you ask me, I think Russell Westbrook, uh, pound for pound, skill level for skill level, talent for talent, um, overall impact on the floor, on the game. I think he's, I think he's more valuable than every guy we've just named except for Steph Curry and Magic Johnson. Especially if he gets a ring. Over over Mr. Over Isaiah Thomas too? Putting him over IT too? Has to. Has to. I mean I five to. five seasons with triple doubles. It's I it's, to. it's unheard when, when of. we talk about when we talk about statistically speaking, yep. Russell Westbrook may have the greatest time of all time. We said it before Josiah, uh young genius. I mean the way years people, from now, thirty years from now, the way people the people won't care how he plays. Fantasize and, and and make legendary Wilt Chamberlain. I know you don't believe all the stories. I mean, we actually Definitely see the statistical feats yeah, that, there, there, that that Westbrook <laughs> is doing on a nightly basis. Evidence. We can go on YouTube can go, right now and go pull out every single game where he's gotten a triple double. Every single game and th- with things like League Pass and things. I mean, nobody's really watching the Wizards on League Pass though, but. If you wanted to, you could. You could. <laughs> you could look at every triple double ever. So the way so people say, I, "Oh, Wilt think... might be the best center of all time," with with his amazing statistical questionable, feats. questionable, <laughs> but hey, we're not gonna get into that. We don't gotta get into I, that. I think I think Russell Westbrook has to has to be a top three point guard. Top three. Okay. 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 That is. I'm putting him at number three. I have to. I. I the with one, like with it, one chip, but, but with one chip, hey, I, I'll give it to him because the chip is what holds you back. After you get the first one, unless you're LeBron or Michael Jordan, the amount of chips doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, I, I can see, I can see what you say, right? Because that, that's that's kind of my Patrick Mahomes, you know. Now I'm gonna tell you this though. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you if if Brady wins this year. With what he's been doing so far, nine championships. He might be the greatest athlete of all time. No, let's not do that. <laughs> he might be the greatest athlete of all time. Let's not do that. Nine but football championships is more than most organizations have. It's most. It's more than than any whole division has. has. In, <laughs> it's more than any franchise has in the uh, NFL. What he has right now, six. Was it seven? Seven is more than any other franchise. But if but he wins this year, though. Uh, I, I'll say he's, I'll say for right now he's the best he's the best of all. He's uh, already established that though. I, but I, I, let's I get back to these hoops, man. We, we'll save we'll save that that conversation for another episode, man. Let's get back to these hoops, man. But yeah, I, I feel like Russell Westbrook he has to be top three. Like I, I've, the people just don't they can't see my face in this session. They just can't read my passion right now, man. When we talk about prime for prime, prime for prime. Five years averaging Russell, a triple double. He just Russell led the league Westbrook, in assists hey, last year. Russell Westbrook 
one of the greatest primes of all time in basketball history. In regular season, though, he's he's hasn't made it past the first round since Kevin Durant left. Yeah, yeah, that's why this ring is so important. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's why this ring is so important. That is a problem because some people say you know he's kind of like he's kind of like the Tom Thibodeau of basketball players. You know how oh the Nick oh the Knicks are so good they play so hard, but then when the playoffs, yeah, the playoffs. happen. Everybody plays hard. <laughs> Everybody's uh, playing like it's their last game. And so you playing hard ain't enough no more. Is that what's going on with Russell Westbrook right now? I think so. But I think I think this year. I mean, he, he, yeah, he, he definitely – I mean, he has he, no excuse anymore, though. With this team? Yeah, no. Nah, this year, there's definitely no excuse. There's definitely no excuse for him. If, to if everybody's healthy. If everybody's healthy, he has no excuse this year. Right. What do you what do you think if Chris Paul would have won the chip last year? What do you think he would have been on your on your point oh, guard list? Oh, number three. Really, honestly, so, he might. So this number three spot number, is honestly, up for grabs. Number three is definitely up for grabs. <laughs> so I think Isaiah I think Thomas one and two have been solidified. Spot. Isaiah Thomas's spot is up for grabs. Is definitely up for grabs. Oscar Robinson's spot is no. Honestly, one. Oscar Robinson probably Oscar probably won't make the list after this year. You think so? Yeah. You, in you, terms of greatness, in terms of greatness, I put I put Russell Westbrook above Oscar Robinson right now, but the simple fact that uh, Russell Westbrook doesn't have a ring, I just it's not smart to do that. Not not I see yet, what you're not yet, not yet. Rings matter. But honestly, honestly, the bet the greatest point guard of all time is still on the legacy. We haven't even discussed it, and that's Rajon Rondo because he single handedly dismantled the Clippers himself. Is he even the best Laker point guard of all time? You know, you gotta. <laughs> is he he even... might be the greatest point guard of all time. He might not even be the best. He's not the best Kentucky point guard of all time. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's just uh, <laughs> let's not go nah, too I'm far. Playing, man. Nah, I know it's a funny play. joke, but uh, come on, man. Hondo, Hondo. I'll tell you though, if he wins this ring, <laughs> no, I'm playing. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to the series. Who uh, who are some sleeper teams that you feel to? Can make some noise this year, man. In, in basketball or football? What are we talking? We still gonna basketball. stick with we're basketball. Talking, we're talking basketball. We're talking basketball this episode. Since we're if we were talking about sleeper teams, I kind of talked about it a little bit in the last episode that I had by myself. I like, I like the Pacers roster. I really like okay. the Pacers roster. I believe they have a great okay. starting five. They're still a star away, so I don't think they'll do any noise. But with the teams in the Eastern Conference, I mean. The Eastern Conference has gotten a lot better. You talk about the emergence of the Atlanta Hawks, and we know how deep they are with their young core. Trey Young, Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Gallinari, Lou Wills, I think, came back. Chris Dunn, Cam Reddish, Big O, Clint Capella, John Collins, they just paid big money to. And they just drafted They might might have to to get rid of a piece or two. They might have to get rid of a piece. They're they're, they're they're that deep. They're too deep, too deep, yeah. too young. They're kind of like the Thunder from a couple of years ago, when the Thunder had just too much talent. Somebody they lose is probably going to turn out to be a star for another team. Uh, I yeah. I mean I I love that Bogdan Bogdan whatever which one whichever one it is I love the Bogdanovich on the Hawks. I, I wanted the Lakers <laughs> to trade Kuzma so bad for him, so many times. I do that on on my on uh. 
on my GM every time I get the chance on 2K. I trade Kuzma for Bogdanovich instantly. I want Cam Reddish to be traded to the Jazz. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him on the Jazz or, or the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies need that and the Jazz need that. Both those teams need a scoring wing to get to that next that's level. Cool. They both need a, really a, a two-way wing that can, that can score the ball, get you 20-25 to get to that next level. Cam Reddish reminds me a lot of Paul George. You don't like Paul George, though. You don't no, I do like Paul George. I've, I've said it on multiple occasions. One of the smoothest games in the league. You have. I really like his game, but when you, when you, put, the, when you put the whole league on – on pause for you to go to the oh, Clippers yeah, yeah. And, we, we talked about that and, yeah. and, and, and not play the Lakers in the, it's just disgusting it's disgusting but uh, individually his game, I, I love his game I love his game he, he, he kind of won me back over this year in the, in the playoffs uh, without Kawhi he was doing his thing until he missed those free throws um, <laughs> I guess the Suns you want to uh Hold on, I think we got some connection problems with, with TJ right now. I'm going to just wait. He's probably looked like he was en route to his room or something. So he was probably in the elevator or something like that. So we'll wait. Can you hear me, TJ? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? All right. I can hear you. All right, let's get back to the sleeper teams. I'll, I mean, be, I'll be getting back into an I'll be getting back into an elevator soon. So if I lose connection, don't fret. I'm All right. Elevator. Let's get back to the sleeper team. So uh the East, I mean they're they're just a good they're they're a good conference. I think you here. gotta put the Bulls up there. I don't think I think the Bulls can make some serious noise. You think they're a sleeper team though? For the East. I think with the noise they made this year in the, in the offseason, they probably had the best offseason in terms of talent and revamping it. To, if you want to count, especially the Vucevic at the trade deadline deal, revamping the roster, they probably had the best offseason. So I, I can't really call them a sleeper team, especially not a big yeah. market like Chicago. Uh, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, like I, the, the Bulls are another good team that you expect to make the playoffs. Uh the Knicks are solid. You expect them to make a playing game this year, probably. Um, the the Bucks, they'll still be up there. The Heat got a lot better. The Nets are. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't think I don't think the Heat will make that much noise. You don't think so? I think. Hold on, you're, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Can you can you say that again? TJ doesn't think the addition of Kyle Lowry will make that much of a difference for the Miami Heat, is I believe what he was what he was going to say. Uh, we'll wait for TJ to. To say his uh, two cents about the Miami Heat, I think they made solid additions. Uh, the Celtics, I think they made some quiet additions over the summer. 
think that kind of solved their problem. They need a big man. They need a point guard. They got both of those. Bringing Al Horford back to a team where, you know, he, he knows his role. Comfortable in that city. I think he's still, in this modern NBA, can still have some good games left. Bringing over Schroeder. He'll have extra um, motivations this year. Not just getting paid, but you know, he right. thought he was going to have a good chance to win the championship. Yeah. Can you, can you say what you were stating about, about Miami Heat? Yeah, so I just – I don't feel like the addition of Kyle, we really pushed them over the top. I don't really think that catapults them into championship contention unless they just playoffs and going yeah. home. Um, I don't think he's a guy. Um, when it gets to playoff time, like, yeah, he brings the intensity. He brings he, – he, he'll bring you a gritty 30, 30 points, right? But you need in the playoffs you need a you need a charismatic thirty points you need a charismatic um, forty right you need you need something that the team can get from where it's like okay I need I need a thirty five footer I need I need a saucy bucket I just don't think Jimmy Butler is that guy especially when you when, especially when he's guarding um, somebody like Chris Middleton who can spark off for a quick twenty five in the playoffs right so to just play that hard offensively and defensively, I think it burns out extremely quickly in the playoffs. Like, it's, it's cool uh, to see the intensity, to see trash talking or whatever. But um, he played terribly in the playoffs. And I don't think – I think offensively he's very limited. You're talking about last year? He can do – yeah, this year. He okay, played this, terribly. This past season? I mean, the Lakers, yeah. got, the Lakers got put out in the first round. They, they, those teams were tired. They had just came off a long season the year before. Are we really going to hold yeah, that against sure, them? I mean, he put on a Lakers. hell of a performance in the bubble against the, especially against the Lakers. The Lakers were hurt this, this year. The Heat were too. Extremely hurt. The Heat were too. But Jimmy Butler played terrible. LeBron at least did LeBron-like things. I mean, that's LeBron James. <laughs> That's LeBron that? James. That we know Jimmy Butler isn't LeBron James, but people, I mean, I would like compare I him really closer. Like Anthony really Davis wasn't guy. wasn't great last year in the playoffs either, right? I mean, everybody was tired last year. They had tw- what? They had the shortest off season of all time last year in NBA history. In sports, I just history. don't think Jimmy Butler is. I just don't think he's offensively the man. To, Did he put up forty against against the Lakers in the finals? Yeah, I'm talking about right now, and, and lost, <laughs> lost. I mean, I mean, it's it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis against just him, really. <laughs> nah, I think this nah, year, I don't think. Stop it! Let's stop. Let's stop that right now. So, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's whoa, nip whoa, that whoa, in the bud. Bam Adebayo disappointed me last season. He disappointed me last year. To get a $200 million contract and to perform the way he did, people get like to get mad at Rudy Gobert. At least Rudy Gobert one team in the league and got a defensive player of the year this year. Bam Adebayo, what did he do? He he didn't look as versatile as defensively. Didn't look like he can guard fives as well. I mean, Joel Embiid could score on him whenever he wanted. Who did they play? Who did they play in the playoffs this year? The uh, the Heat. They got in that first home. round. I don't know. They got sent home. 
I mean, or, or was it the second round? I, it just he just didn't look he just didn't look the same to me, especially not with Team USA. First, that's down there as our five. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, oh my gosh. Has he gotten comfortable with the two hundred? I definitely think he got comfortable. Him, Tyler Harrow, definitely got a little comfortable last year. But again, I, I still give him that excuse. I mean, they had the shortest off season. Uh, this year, if they're bad again, okay, now. Now we can be like, now we can can worry a lot about them because he got a lot of money. He got a lot of money, <laughs> and there was trade hey, talks about money. you know they could have possibly gotten a James Harden or when Joel Embiid was yeah they could have possibly traded him for, for Tyler Embiid. Yeah, so See, they, they, you know that type them of holding on to, to Bam and Tyler for you know and, and yeah I, I don't know man I just don't know. All I know is if I have the opportunity to go get James Harden. I mean, especially <laughs> when you – what he was traded for. I mean, the Rockets, they, they kind of look like they have a plan now. I mean, they got lucky with the draft lottery, getting Jalen Green, mm-hmm. Sengun, and Josh Christopher. But, man, they they – I mean, to trade him essentially for Victor Oladipo and then you lose Victor Oladipo for essentially nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah, that's bad. That's Coop, really bad. For for Koo Roots and and Victor Oladipo, really James Harden, you don't even get the the best player from the other team. You don't get Jared Allen. You don't get. He ends up in Cleveland. Curse is still on their roster. You don't get Spencer Dinwiddie. You don't get yeah. Karis Levert. I mean, I don't know what I want. I want to know. I want to know what the I want to know what the Nets GM was saying. <laughs> I just want to know. You're going to lose him for nothing. You're going to lose him for nothing. Just here. We'll give you two roots. And... Hold on. Wait. We got somebody on the phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll send you Victor Oladipo. <laughs> I know he cracked a lot. <laughs> I know he muted the phone <laughs> every we got 30 him. seconds. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> Definitely muted the phone every 30 seconds. Him. But, yeah, I mean, sleeper teams, I think you got to choose a team that really don't seem – like, I've, I feel like the Celtics might be kind, might count as a sleeper team this year. More yeah, so I than mean, Jalen Brown was hurt. More so than the Bulls, just because of the names that they got in the offseason. I mean, the, the Celtics got Horford and Schroeder and finished bad last year. I feel like they could count more as a sleeper team. Uh, I mean, the Nuggets, but I think everybody expects the Nuggets to be good. They have the MVP on their team. So, yeah. <laughs> Jamal Murray coming back, Michael Porter still developing. Yeah, they're expected to be good. Hopefully, Bowl Bowl can actually crack the rotation this year. If not, they need to come up <laughs> off of him, too. Go ahead and try uh, The Grizzlies would count as a sleeper team. Do the Grizzlies count as a sleeper team, though? I do they? feel like they have to, man, just because just because it's it's Memphis, man. Grit and grind, you know. It's, they're a low-key team. A sleeper team? They're a low-key no, team. No team is, no is low-key with John Moran. is a that goes out the window. I mean, when do you ever see them on Sports Center? When you see when Demetrius in, in, in the offseason. In the offseason. Not not when John Morant, you know, almost dunks on somebody that he has no <laughs> business trying to dunk on. He has the greatest highlight, almost highlight really well done. Yeah, for sure. I I I gotta talk to you about this. I mean, people were talking about. I was watching all the smoke the other day, or, or some podcast, some podcast show, 
And Matt Barnes and Richard Jefferson were talking about Vince Carter as being the most physically gifted athlete of all time. That's disgusting. Like, wait, like, wait, 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 athlete of all time? Of all time. Athlete? Physically gifted athlete of all time. Athlete? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe maybe it was basketball player, but that's still Shocking. that's Shocking. still wild. Like Richard Jefferson didn't play with six nine and a half, two fifty. LeBron James. Year I mean, year nineteen. That's that's just crazy. That's crazy to say when. So is Shaq not real anymore? I guess not. Man. Is your Shaq? Is Shaq? Is, is he a figment of our imagination? Though. I guess not. I mean, I. Don't get me wrong, Vince Carter. I mean, he jumped over a seven footer. He had one of the best. We got high schoolers contest. doing that now. <laughs> Yeah, one of the best dunk contests of all time. I mean, but Zach Levine windmill from the free throw line, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like those it was dunks cool he for was his doing, time, but those dunks he was doing at his time. Yes, we get it. The the electricity he brought to the crowd. The poses he had after the dunks, the the ferocity and the agility of the dunks, they were impressive. But I mean, Quay Parker, a guy time, that, that that goes to NC A and T now, can, can do those dunks, man. Like, <laughs> like a, a former UT guy, Quay. Like Quay, we got guys in the lower levels of Division One doing dunks like that now, man. I'm, I'm literally telling, we got high schoolers doing that. I mean, is do we still count Vince Carter's dunk contest as the best of all time? I mean, definitely not. The Aaron Gordon Zach Levine era was just, I, I for sure think that was the craziest dunk contest I've ever seen. Guy did uh, uh, a lob East Bay from from the free throw line, <laughs> and then he did a windmill from the free throw line, bro. Or was it the man, other way around? And this man, and this man did a sat down mid ear, <laughs> grabbing the ball from the mascot who was on a hoverboard. <laughs> like the precision that these things take is ridiculous. And eventually had no competition that year too. It's wild. It's like Aaron Gordon changed his number to fifty because he's had the most fifties. All time in the dunk contest doesn't have a window. That's wild. <laughs> I honestly don't think he 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 probably deserved the last one when he dunked over uh, Taco Fall, but I don't think he deserved any of the ones over Zach. So well, who do you have? Me to bounce, man. But uh, I have one more question for you before I get off, man. All right, we talked about sleeper teams. What about teams that you think were underachieved? Teams that will underachieve, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks, and right. these and the Suns. I have both of them underachieving this year, for sure. The I Bucks agree. losing PJ Tucker, just like how the Heat lost Jay Crowder a year ago. That's a big piece right. you're leaving. That three and D guy that matters in the playoffs. That intensity, he might not even put up the greatest numbers, but just the intensity he plays with, he can steal you a possession, and he can go down and knock down a three. Those six-point swings, those five-point swings matters so much in the playoffs. 
and a guy that's not afraid to go get a check. And and if he gets a check in the in the Ooh. grand scheme of things of that game, you don't really care. <laughs> you don't really care if he go. He's he's getting under your, the others all the other team's best players' skin. So that other team's play, best player might go get a check, which really matters more than him going doing it. Those type of players matter in the playoffs. Uh, that's why I like the Lakers going to get Rondo back. That's that's why I like the Heat going to get PJ Tucker. Uh, and I don't think the the Bucks really have that anymore. Now the Suns, the Suns, I just don't think they'll achieve because I mean, there's just the Warriors are back. <laughs> the Warriors are back. I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like the Warriors will underachieve. You you. You think so? I think they when, got. When we talk about the Warriors, we're talking about championship aspirations. I think this team, top to bottom, roster wise, is better than the team they had before Kevin Durant got there, and before they lost to the their first championship. I think is better than that team. But talent wise, yes. But I just, I just want to see how Clay Thompson will come back. It's been what two years since he's. Played an actual basketball game that mattered. I don't think the thing with Clay Thompson is Draymond isn't good anymore. That's not okay. He's just not. He's not not good. I'm sorry. He's not good. He's good. Let's not come on. There's two sides to the game of basketball. He is still a premier elite basketball player on the defensive side, and that's fifty percent of the game. So let's not. Let's not call the first ballot Hall of Famer not good anymore. When he's still he's still an elite defender, PJ. Okay, I mean yeah, that's true. But there's two sides of basketball. He he does one extremely well. The other one, I mean, he can pass. <laughs> Stop. He can pass assist screens. <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about, right? He can pass assist screens and when Clay Thompson with Clay Thompson, you know the shooting is going to be there. What made Klay Thompson and the Warriors so good is the defense that he could play on the other team's best guard. I don't think that's going to be as good anymore. That's why I don't think they'll win a championship. But I don't think they'll underachieve. I think they could put out, like, the Clippers or, you know. No, for sure, because the Clippers – I think they can get – The Clippers are not good anymore. (laughs) I think they can get to the semifinal or maybe even the conference final. But I don't think they'll – When I think think the the Golden State Warriors and aspirations, I'm thinking – Conference finals, finals. Like I just the, don't see them cracking don't think, that picture. You don't think they'll make the conference final? I think they could beat the Suns. Like that's why I say they're underachieved because I think they meet the Suns in the semifinal, and I think they beat the Suns with the additions of Moses Moody, Jonathan Kuminga, who who has the worst nickname in basketball. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> James True. Wiseman will come back. Uh, will he be as healthy as possible? You know, maybe not. But with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, I mean. The decoy that Klay Thompson is just going to be, if he doesn't even come back, the shooting will be there defensively. If they have to hide two people on defense, that'll be a problem. But Moses Moody yeah. can, can can play defense. And then Jordan Poole showed me some things last year. Jordan they, Poole, I like, I, like, I like him. And they also snuck a, a, a peace type of guy out in Andre Iguodala who uh, – Oh, they brought shoot. him back? They brought back Iguodala. That's what I'm saying. Didn't even, I'm not going to lie. I did not know that. They brought back Iguodala, a sneaky, sneaky, very sneaky piece that won't matter much in the in the regular season. They, but in that playoffs, they in the world. They at, in play, the world. <laughs> at playoffs, he has that respect from defenders where you you see it if you go back and watch the finals. He, 
he gets away with fouls on LeBron James that only certain guys get away with. Draymond Green type guys, Kawhi type, you know, guy, yeah, reputation type fouls that other guys. Oh, LeBron's getting that call. Type calls. Yeah, LeBron's getting that call easily against guys with, without a defensive reputation. But those guys, you know, those little strips, those slow little strips at the ball when he's going to the rim. And LeBron was how he how he was looking at the end of last year. I don't think it'll look like that again this year. But if LeBron is as immobile as he was looking last year, yeah, I think Iguodala could be an effective defender. I don't think that'll happen by what I've been seeing in the workout videos. I don't think that that he's immobile anymore. I think he's fully recovered from that ankle injury. But if he does, on the off chance that he does look like he. Like we could finally tell, oh my, LeBron is really thirty six. <laughs> like <laughs> we could really, like you, like us, when LeBron has been in the league our whole lives, we're like, dang, we really getting old now. Like LeBron is old. We, you could really see it. I don't think he looks old anymore in, in the workouts video I've seen him with Russell Westbrook. But they are just workouts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's not jump the gun here. And most of them, I don't, I don't know what he looks like full speed. I don't know, <laughs> but. That sneaky pick of getting Iguodala back, I think they could sneak out. I think that if they played the Clippers or, you know, the Jazz or somebody like that in the semifinal, I don't think they're putting out they, the Jazz. I ain't gonna lie. You know, the Jazz still don't have when, that second. They Mike still don't Conley, have that yeah. second score. Yeah. They got to depend on Mike Conley or Bogdanovich to be that second score or Joe Ingles. That's not going to get the job done. Not against the, those the first, those first two guys that you, that you said are prone to injury. Exactly. I mean, Okay, Donovan Mitchell, we know he's good. He can go get you 50. Steph Curry's going to get he, – he can cancel that out. So now it's Clay Thompson or, or... – <laughs> Who's going to get you 25? <laughs> exactly. So now it's, so now it's Clay Thompson or, or Conley. Uh, I guess you got to go Clarkson next as their second-best scorer. But Quinn Snyder, we saw last year in the playoffs, he don't even know how to play. Jordan Clarkson, he, for some reason when the Clippers were down 38 – he was like, I'm going to keep Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Gobert in the game and let him give up the majority of the 30 points, and I'm going to keep my sixth man of the year on the bench. So if Quinn Snyder keeps making decisions like that, well, it'll be easy. It'll be quick. Five games. Warriors Definitely beating the Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Warriors beating the Jazz. I, I would say right now, from what I saw from Quinn Snyder last year, especially against the Clippers. That was bad. I mean, and, and we know the Warriors essentially invented the new the new, the new, new era of small ball. Rudy Gobert is just going to – he's just not going to be as effective against that team. Yeah, I think this is a good first episode of Batman. Yeah, man. You know, you know what we do. When you really study the game. Come you study – when you just know the game, I mean – you know what we do. You know why. You know why I'm here. <laughs> they call you Young Genius for a reason. You know. You know who. You know who you are. <laughs> Big Don. We know. We know. You got some Don things to do tonight, man. We're not gonna talk about that though. Yeah, man. I'm studying. We, we got to make sure the books are good. <laughs> we know you. We know that Don is up to some things, man. Studying, man. Got to study, man. Got to be in the library, man. We gotta talk about. NFL next time you come on because I know you got some you you the you the you you, the you the, head, that's man. so raving of the of the NFL man you see things you, man. two ten two two four five years in advance seasons in advance <laughs> <I see you. laughs> 
you, you the soup slay. I don't know what it's called, but you, you see things in advance, man. You know, when you play as much Madden as you, is is does Madden's uh progression progression rates do they are they more realistic than two Ks? For sure. I saw right before you leave. I saw this. My friend told me about a Bleacher Report article where they said the in 2015 who the top 20 players in the NBA would be. And guess who number two on that list was? Luka Doncic. No, this was from 2015. Uh, uh, who? Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> they told oh, Andrew Wiggins was gonna be a top five oh, player. Bad. In the NBA in five years. That's a shame today. Man, they were they were wrong about that. Guess who they had at uh I in five years a top two player? Yes. Guess who they had at number three? LeBron. <laughs> LeBron was on the list. They thought LeBron was gonna retire. LeBron went on the list. They had Demarcus Cousins at number three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean DeMar- this, this honestly is not as bad of a take. Yeah. Just, but like hindsight, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> hindsight to put him above to put both of them above Kevin Durant was wild. This this the fact that both of those dudes basically aren't in the league. Really. They had number one Anthony Davis, which I mean was right in the bubble. It was right. They were right about that <laughs> <laughs> for a little bit in the bubble. And then LeBron took it back. <clears throat> who who do you have right before you leave? Who do you have as number one player in the world right now? In the world. Respectfully, it has to be honest. Respectfully, I think respectfully, it just has to be honest. Has to be. If you think Kevin Durant, you you, and you say that uh, that LeBron is not the best player of all time, and you think Kevin Durant is the best player right now, then your your argument isn't is valid. It's not valid. It's very hypocritical. You don't know know the game. It's very hypocritical, man. (laughs) If you think Kevin Durant is the best player. In the world right now, and you didn't think LeBron James was the best player in the world last year. Your, your argument doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> two plus two equals four. Man. Always, it never changes. Ain't that crazy? Never changes. No never matter what, consistent. No matter what angle you look at it from, <laughs> no matter how you <laughs> how you shift those twos. <laughs> no matter no matter how you write it, you can break it up into one and one and one and one. <laughs> one and, one plus one plus two. <laughs> you can you can break it up. I mean, it's always gonna be four oh. though. But yeah, hey, man, thanks for 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 another banger. Thanks for yes, tuning sir. in, y'all, man. You know what we do. Yes, sir. We'll get back at it sooner rather than later, man. Yes, sir. Ski. All right, brother. All right, my guy. <laughs>